Welcome back to Ways to Love Your Money. I'm Elizabeth Dawson, and today we're going to have a topic about identity theft. Ooh, it's one of those comments that makes your, you know, skin just kind of shake and shrivel because you don't want that to ever happen to you. So I brought um, today Miss Katie Steck here with us. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> and she's our case manager here at the practice. And, uh, you know, these are things that have affected both of us individually. And we thought we should talk about it because now more than ever, uh, we should probably be a little bit more aware. I think there's a few things we take advantage, or, you know, take for granted, mm -hmm. if you will. And, um, you know, how does it make you feel? Identity theft is a factor. So what we were researching a little bit about was, you know, just in 2019, um, they said a little over 650,000 people in the United States were affected by identity theft. Wow. It's a big number. But I guess from however long this census was kind of pulling this information, over 15 million people have been affected by identity theft. So... What do you think about that? What are you doing to safeguard yourself? So, so Katie, do you want to tell a little bit about your thoughts on this, your story, however? Yeah, I think you hear stories a lot in the news and, and wherever that um, this company's information got hacked, or but you never think it's going to be you. Mm -hmm. I, you go through and you're like, was I there? Does that apply to me? And you just hope it doesn't. So yeah. when it does, um, you just kind of think, what? What what can I even do about it? A lot mm -hmm. of the time, it's they have my information, and what what even can right can how do you even protect yourself? Because um, you don't know who has it or what they could have done before you even found out. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is, I think that there's probably professional people out there that that's what they do as their crime, and they probably collect a lot of people's information and mm -hmm. they try to test a few things. So. I know um, this sounds a little vague, but um, I'll just tell you a little bit about my personal story. Um, and it was uh, something where, you know, a, I've had a couple of different things over the years where maybe my debit card was, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know how they find it or how they get it or if it's a machine that they go to and they steal the information. But the interesting thing there is that if you're with a pretty good bank, they're gonna they're gonna notify you right right away and put it a put a theft alert on mm -hmm. your account, which mm -hmm. I think is amazing. And I know that in the past people would say, well, I just want a credit card that they would do that too. So it's not my personal mm -hmm. money because then they would drain my account. Well, if you have a good bank, yeah. um, they're going to protect you from that happening. Mm -hmm. You know, So there's pros and cons to both of those things. But again, in our story was uh, needed to send something to, to another um, uh, entity and Literally all the information was in there the driver's license the social security number the address <laughs> Date of birth, you know all kinds of different things and those are the pieces that are most important to make sure we're protecting And I think we take it a little bit for granted that we don't think anything's going to happen even if it's sent through UPS or you know a, a certified mailing system, so uh, we're not all you know impervious to having something like right. this happen to us right so what were some of the things that you did to try and protect your credit or your social security number or your bank accounts? What, 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 what were some of the things yeah. that you did to protect that? So I think my story is a little different from yours because I didn't actually have any bank accounts compromised yeah. that I knew of. So, I mean, the first thing I did was look at all my personal mm -hmm. accounts, called the bank just in case. 
um, to let them know that there's somebody out there that has my information, so please put on every level of yeah. security that you can in case they come checking. Um, and then, and then the, the next step was definitely freeze the credit, make mm -hmm. sure that nobody can go open up anything in my name or... And or how did you freeze your that. credit? Um, actually, it's pretty convenient because you can do a lot of that right online if you set up an account with the, with the credit bureaus. Okay. So I did that first. Um, and then and then called to make mm -hmm. sure that it was all set up correctly and and um, the uh, what do you call it the identity um, mm -hmm. oh, alert was on too identity alert mm -hmm. well I think I've had to go through those things too and most people don't realize that and I mean maybe what two or three years ago there was a big thing with uh, the credit bureaus being mm -hmm. you know compromised if you will and basically they said put a freeze on your credit if you're concerned about that. Mm -hmm. uh, even calling the Social Security Administration I think is really important too because if someone has all the connected dots you know mm -hmm. maybe they don't know all of your personal information but that's why it's so interesting because when you go online you know to open an account or they want to have security questions that's a little unnerving so now I'm more <laughs> aware of that because it's like mm, I don't know if I want to give you all that information because then what could someone else do but they're doing that for our protection mm -hmm. right they're doing mm -hmm. that for our protection so I know that there's a lot of systems and procedures that we use for our clients to make sure that they're all protected and they're right. doing everything um, you know in a safe way but uh, yeah there are some there are some inter interesting individuals out there that are looking for, for what we might have to offer. So um, anyway, I, I think that this is an important topic to discover and talk about. I think that there's a lot of identity theft companies that might give you a little bit more caution. I mean, probably one of the most famous ones is LifeLock. There's identitytheft.com. There's identity. Gov, yeah. Or, or, mm -hmm. And there's, there's a few different ones. I mean, I, just, I was kind of looking at them, but there's like 20 or 30 different ones. But remember, this is kind of a gimmick too. They'll tell you if there's been something and they'll question if you've actually done it. Right. But everything has a fee. Mm -hmm. So it's really difficult to try and get your information for, for free out there. But the three credit bureaus will give you at least a credit report one time per year right. at no mm -hmm. cost. And they do communicate with each other. So it was nice to call mm -hmm. one and they alerted the others. Yes. So, yes. And I got secure email and or mail to my house saying it was taken care of. So That's good. Yeah. That's really good. So it's it's an interesting topic to discuss. Um, people are concerned about it more often than not, uh, but maybe we don't think about it so much because we think, mm -hmm. oh, that's never going to happen to me. But I guess the, the one um, individuals, which Katie and I are kind of not in that demographic so much, but people that have, uh, that are most at risk for identity theft are the elder population, mm -hmm. college students, and children which yeah. I think is kind of amazing. You wouldn't so, think children. You wouldn't think children, but I guess that they can take their social security number, create, yeah. you know, create a thread with that, create. Right, no one's probably checking. No one's probably children. checking that. They're yeah. probably not checking yeah. it. And, and when I've actually talked to the police department, they're saying, well, this is gonna take a really long time. And I go, we know the information on what happened here, you mm -hmm. know, and, and they didn't necessarily um, have that same kind of feedback. So we bring this up. I'm sure you all have questions about this. I mean, Katie, were there things that maybe would be worth bringing up as suggestions for people to consider when they're when they're looking at all their information? I think uh, going to Social Security Administration website was very helpful because they did give you just like another checklist of where to go for um, when, kind of mm -hmm. depending on what your situation is, where to go first. Sure. So I think that was really helpful. Mm -hmm. um, and 
I, I mean, just calling my banks was gave me peace of mind to know that at least nobody was going to access my bank accounts because they right. had every level of security on it. Yes, so. and it's never fun to change a bank account, but it's better to be safe than sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole lot better to be safe than sorry. So if you're someone out there that's actually been affected by identity theft and you want to share some of your thoughts or comments that maybe other people should hear about because this is not necessarily a subject that's brought up very much, um, let us know. Put it in the comments. Send us an email at questions with an S at Elizabeth with an S Dawson.com. We'd love to hear what maybe your suggestions are or what worked for you or um, maybe what you're doing to be precautionary. And, and if this is more of a topic that you'd like to hear about on the show, I think we'd love to, to hear your feedback on it. So um, take care. Be safe. Know it's not the end of the world, but uh, protect your information as best as possible. Don't be one of the statistics. Uh, 650,000 people over 330 million people in the United States is still a lot of people, you mm -hmm. know, 650,000 people. So, so as the, um, that is something that's just on your mind. Let it be on your radar so that you're a little bit more protected. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Take care. We'll be back next week with another episode of Ways to Love Your Money. The information provided in this show is for informational and educational purposes only. This show is not investment advice, nor is it intended to address the financial needs of any particular viewer. The opinions expressed on this show are not intended to be an endorsement of any particular investment strategy or service of any other kind. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned throughout the show. Before acting on information in this show, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular situation and strongly consider seeking advice from a financial advisor.